Well, thanks to Great Rivers Greenway, there are lots of places to ride your bicycle. We've got Emma Clues, Vice President of Communications and Outreach with Green Rivers Greenway, and Sam Fiorello, President and CEO at Cortex Innovation Community. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. So let's start with you, Emma. I mean, let's remind people about greenways and all of the incredible miles and i should say miles and counting how many miles are we up to yes so the greenway system spans throughout the city the county and st charles county and we're at 128 miles and counting i saw something else that i thought looked fascinating tell me about the beginner bird watching at the greenways yeah, working with our partners at the Audubon, and basically these are walks that you can show up and, and learn how to spot birds and what to look for and what to listen for, and beginners are welcome. Check it out on our website at greatriversgreenway.org. I got to say, I was uh, biking this weekend on a different trail, Katy Trail, and I saw mm-hmm. an indigo blunt bunting for the first time, what? and holy cow, it was gorgeous. Nice. That's always exciting to see a new one or a new to you, yeah. you know, spotting. I also saw a copperhead. That was not as oh, exciting, and I yeah. about rode over it. I didn't even see it until I was past <laughs> it, thankfully. Let's talk about the Brickline uh, Greenway and everything that it can connect. This is so exciting. Yeah, this is a city project. So the overall idea is connecting Forest Park to the Gateway Arch National Park and Fairground Park to Tower Grove Park with some sort of loop in the middle. We're still figuring out all of the exact routes, but it's a very exciting project because it's up to 20 different miles of pathways in up to 17 different neighborhoods in the city here. And, you know, ideally the way that a project like this would work is that it's a catalyst for equitable economic development along the way. So it is a path where you can walk or ride your bike or run or, you know, push a stroller, roll a wheelchair, but it also has this ripple effect of being able to have an impact on the region beyond just the path itself. And Sam Fiorello is here from Cortex. And Sam, before we talk to you about how Great Rivers Greenway and the Brickline Greenway Project can help out Cortex, remind our listeners what Cortex is. It's right there in the Central West End. Yeah, thanks for, thanks a lot for that. So the first thing is think Cortex as a place to, um, for innovators to create jobs, to create companies, to figure out uh, solutions to things like a cure for COVID or a, a way to help prevent climate change. So 220 acres uh, uh, space, a couple million square feet, 6,000 employees, 400-plus companies, and a whole lot of activity where people come together and network. And if you incorporate the Greenway into it, these people can ride their bike to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's such a terrific way to connect the folks who work here to other parts of the city and the region. And, and the bottom line is this. In order for a district like Cortex to thrive or a region to thrive, we're going to have to figure out how to attract the best and the brightest talent to fill these positions, these tech jobs. And when we're recruiting and trying to move talent here or get our own folks to stay here, it's stuff like this they look at. Can I walk? Can I bike? I mean, it comes up all the time in recruitments, especially for folks who are early in their career, in their 20s. And this is so this is so important. Yeah, so this really does help with jobs and economic development. Oh, it's vital. I mean, it's really vital. And the thing is that people may not get that. They'll think, well, you know, what's important 
is um, venture capital or funding or a special lab space, but it's these soft things that are like the bike paths and the walking paths and green spaces and connections to um, the arch or the new MLF soccer stadium. That's what turns heads and that'll get folks here. And and we have to do that if we're going to thrive. Okay, well, forgive me for uh, not knowing the answer to this, but when we talk Great Rivers Greenway, are all of the paths off of the streets? Are there some paths that we still have to share the road with vehicles? It's a good question. When we talk about a greenway, we are meaning separate from car traffic. So there will be times where you might have to cross the street, but the paved Almost all of them are paved, and they are separated from where the cars are using the streets. They might be adjacent to a street, but they wouldn't be in the street. There are lots of bike lanes, and we have helped with some of those projects as well. Um, but the greenways are separated. They are not in the street itself. That makes me so happy. Yeah, and when we talk about economic development and riding your bike to work, you look at some European nations and like Copenhagen it's a huge bike culture and Amsterdam a lot of bikes people riding to work are there any cities in the United States we're trying to get there here in St. Louis are there any cities in the United States that are are excelling at bicycle transportation Ooh, you would put me on the spot to know all the cities in the United States. <laughs> no, there are plenty of other places that, that have a more extensive network, perhaps, um, you know, a little a few more amenities, different kinds of uh, different kinds of streets where you can, you know, feel comfortable. What we're really looking at is not any one given city, but just giving people all the options that they need. So that includes public transportation, that includes sidewalks and includes bike lanes. You know, some people are going to want to ride their bike in the street. Some people want to be on a greenway. Some folks want to um, walk or, or, like I said, use a wheelchair. Or You know, folks get around in lots of different ways. And so our goal is to be one of those options that they can choose to have that quality of life that they want, um, like Sam said, where they're able to get to work or get exercise on their lunch break or whatever it might be. And I don't know which one of you wants to take this question, but the Brickline Greenway, what do we need to make that a reality? How far away are we? Well, I'll I'll start. I think that whenever we're doing a Greenway project, we need a couple different things. So one is we're working with partners like Cortex and others to figure out, you know, exactly what their needs are, what's possible as we go through different campuses or districts. We're also working with the community and neighborhoods business owners, you know, church leaders, you name it. We're talking to everyone to figure out, again, exactly what people want and need. And then we'll also be putting together different kinds of funding. So we're a sales tax-funded public agency in the region. We'll be applying for federal grants. We'll be soliciting private donations. So all of those things combined, (laughs) it takes at least a couple of years for any given segment of the Greenway to come to life. And this one will have many, many segments. So it will be a while till the whole brick line is completed. But uh, any given segment, usually two to three years. All right. And we're calling it Brickline because it is uh, connecting neighborhoods. How do we come up with the different names? Yeah, actually, that was an uh, open call to the community. We had over a 1,000 different name ideas submitted. And because you see brick all over the city and all the different neighborhoods you go to, it's a strong, gritty, beautiful material that comes from the earth here and is part of, you know, the St. Louis experience. So. We feel like it'll be, you know, what you see in St. Louis is, is a mix of that urban grit of brick as well as beautiful green spaces. So Brookline Greenway encapsulates both of those. I like it. 
And Sam, while we have you, Cortex, it's a, a kind of an incubator that people can go to, and that's where they work and, and come up with a lot of innovation. We end up landing on some top 10 lists when it comes to tech jobs and stuff because of what Cortex is doing down there. But it's been a pandemic for the past year. Are we seeing people riding their bikes back to work in the Cortex? You know, we're just starting to see it. I have been uh, coming here most days since the beginning to the office. And for a while there, it was just a ghost town. Uh, No cars in the parking lots and very little activity, except for we have the laboratory space here. And those folks came to work every single day, um, uh, again, trying to advance cures for diseases and take care of people. But the good news is I'm starting to see more and more that data showing that more people are coming. Uh, I, I think we're close to this thing turning around. There's a lot of tailwind and there's a lot of exciting things happening at Cortex. Um, they're going to make some uh, big announcements probably later in May and June. And so it's I'm super optimistic. Well, hopefully we can get you back on the show to tell us more about that. Sam and Emma, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon.